Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 17. That's right, guys. Episode 17. The set. Oh, I remember what it was in French. Anyway, um, okay, so last week I was like, I'm gonna do Shield of Winter next. And then you know what happened? Real life happened. And I ended up uh, working an additional 11 hours at my job on top of the 40s, so a total of 51, which really kind of cut into my reading time. And between that and, you know, stress about, you know, the end of times and trying to sleep, I didn't finish Shield of Winter. So I was like, well, okay, uh, what what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? <sighs> well, I did read another book and I realized that I wanted to do an episode um, basically standing the author of the book that I did finish um, because she is a wonderful author with a number of amazing books and I was like you know what I don't think I mean I've mentioned her before on this podcast but it's been a while and I thought "Mm, why not okay so I think you're like are you gonna tell us who though are you are you gonna say shit are you just gonna talk about her not tell us no of course I'm telling you that's my nails clinking in case you're wondering so the author I'm going to spend pretty much most of this episode talking about is Talia Hibbard and if you're like Talia Hibbard who is that okay she is an author that you need to go and add all of her books to your TBR I mean all of them like every single one of them I mean her backlist isn't like 40 books long so it's doable it's doable guys and the reason why like um, I said that I'd finished one of her books recently. So she has a book coming out on April 22nd. This podcast comes out, this episode, sorry, comes out April 20th. Uh, in case you weren't sure what day that is, it's 420. Yes, yes. And uh, my brother earlier was telling me that the whole month actually is technically 420 because it's April which is the fourth month of 2020. So this entire month, I'm sure if you're a stoner, you knew this, but like I, I forgot or didn't realize. Anyway, two days after this episode comes out, this book will be available. And the book is Guarding Temptation. Now, if you guys have read um, the Resisting Desire anthology, um... Or no, sorry. This book was previously published as Resisting Desire. That was in the Ro- I That was in the Rogue Knights anthology, I believe. I'm going to look it up while I, you know, continue to talk. But so I had read it in that anthology. Yes, Rogue Knights, and there are seven. That is like seven tales of romance, hope, and passion right? Um, Even after the roughest night, Dawn promises new beginnings. So Resisting Desire was in that um, anthology. Well, Talia decided to expand um, that story, which is something 
slightly larger, slightly bigger, slightly thicker, not like crazy, but like, you know, a little bit longer. And it's now called Guarding Temptation. It's going to be out on 422. I'm going to tell you guys the little blurb that's on our website. Protective, obsessive, and rough around the edges. James Foster knows the rules. You don't fall for your best friend's little sister. Nina's too young, too reckless, and too busy saving the world to be tied down by the commitment he craves. If he was smart, he'd stop wanting her. But she's the one thing on earth James just can't quit. Fierce, principled, and impossible to resist. Political campaigner Nina Chapman is sick of one-time things. She wants forever, and she wants it with her brother's best friend. But James still sees her as a child to be coddled. So, when a controversial article lands Nina in hot water, she finds herself under his protection and under his roof. It's a shame James doesn't want her in his bed, too. Or does he? In case you're like, oh my god, that's what like what? So think of the tropes, guys. Think of the tropes. <laughs> like best friends, little sister, right? Older brother's best friend. Um, they have forced proximity because she's got to stay with him while he's protecting her. I mean, there technically was one bed, but he wasn't sleeping in it, he was sleeping on the couch. Um, but this was, this felt like such a fun and delightful read, especially right now as everything is so, so problematic in so many ways. Um, and it's really funny because in the dedication, Tali writes, for everyone who kind of misses the simpler disasters. And I thought, yes, yes. If we could just go back a few months ago, a few years ago, to simpler times where there were disasters, but they felt smaller, manageable, with an end in sight. Um, So this is, I mean, if you've never read Talia, I'm trying to think of a really great way. I mean, her tagline on her website is sexy, diverse romance, and that is really, really accurate. Her romance is sexy. Like, she's not one of those people that you're like, eh, I was looking for the sex scene and I pulled up my, my, uh, uh I was going to say microscope, but that's not what it, magnifying glass. And I still, I still could barely find, mm-mm. no, it's there, it's there and it's hot. Ooh, and there are some, mm, mm. There's a delicious sort of self-pleasure scene in this in this book that oh mm, yes mm, delightful. If you've read uh, White Whiskey Bargain by Jody Slaughterhouse. Wow, her name is Jody Slaughter, not Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. If you've read that book, White Whiskey Bargain, and you read that um solo pleasure scene but that was like with both of them there's something that reminds me of that in this book and it was mm, delightful delicious wonderful i loved it 
And it's also, like, diverse, right? Because um, both of our characters are uh, people of color. Brown skin. Different shades. Um, They both sound really hot. James has tattoos on his forearms. So, if you like sort of forearm porn with tattoos, you're going to like James Forster. You're going to like him. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is one of many books that I've read by Talia Hibbert. Of course, this one is coming out very soon. So if you've never read her and you want something fun and short, sort of short to read, this is a, like literally it's a fan fucking tastic option, right? Now, is this all that uh, this wonderful, amazing author has? No, no, this isn't all. Ooh, and okay, because of everything that's going on. If money is tight and you're like, I really want to read authors, new authors to me, but like my budget is going, ma'am, ma'am, we got bills to pay. You want to eat, right? Here's the thing. If you sign up for her newsletter, um, you can get a book. So if you sign up for her mailing list, she will send you a free book. It's called Operation Atonement. And oh, it was so delightful. So, so delightful. Um, So in case you're like, Esther, I really want a reader. And I'm pretty sure, at least in the New York Public Library system, um, her first book with Avon get a life chloe brown is available at least in mm, ebook double checking just in case i'm wrong and you're like mm, that's the right went and i looked for it nope it's there it is there get a life chloe brown um it is definitely available um at least virtually in case you're like mm, but esther we can't go to the library <gasps> oh god <gasps> Guys, okay, sorry. You're all going to be like, Esther, what is wrong with you? But I got really excited because there are several books, at least in the New York Public Library System's virtual catalog from her. Bad for the Boss, A Girl Like Her, The Princess Trap, and Work For It. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay, so you're probably going, what? Hold up. So... She's got three books that are standalones. Um, these books, you don't need to have read any other book because it is, what is it? A standalone. Um, the first, uh, and I've read all three. Mary Ink, Inkmas, Inkmas, yeah. I'm like, how do I say it? It's I-N-K-M-A-S. So ink and mass together, Inkmas. Um, so this book has a tattoo artist who's kind of a bad boy who falls for a socially awkward barista who she's i love her and um her name is bailey she ends up losing her job because she's helping out this homeless guy and her boss is a duel a duel wow i was trying to say douchebag and tool together and what did i get duel <laughs> okay and so she loses her job and cash the the hot 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 tattoo artist who's also a ginger hmm, drooling um gives her a job and at his you know tattoo shop and he's 
very much attracted to her but thinks he can't offer her absolutely anything and of course you know this is a romance so they get together and it's around christmas time and uh oh he is just mm, he's amazing and i loved it and she was gonna be spending like christmas alone because she didn't have anyone and he's like you can spend it with me love it love it love it the next standalone uh it's called mating the huntress okay if you like halloween and you like werewolves you need this book so in this book uh we've got chastity adolfo is a werewolf hunter but there's a small 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 problem um she is the mate of a werewolf so basically her family is a family that hunts down werewolves but they're missing they're missing some key information um about that whole process and um it is i here's the thing i'm not a it's weird maybe it's not weird i'm not a big halloween person i'm eh, i could take it or leave it actually i could leave it um i think my most favorite halloween was when i was in paris for it and didn't have to deal with it at all um but this book is so much fun. And Talia has mentioned that she may be doing Chastity's sisters, like in future, like giving them books, which I'm praying because like I need it. I mean, you might be like, Esther, this sounds like a paranormal. I mean, I guess because werewolves, but it's not like some paranormals are like really like it's completely like the world is like, whoa, or am I thinking fantasy? Don't say. But it's a fun, fun read. It's also not um very long. I th- what does it say on the website? It's thirty thousand words. Okay, guys, like that's not that long, which is sometimes what you need, right? It's like you only have a little bit of time, but you want to read something. That's that's a good one. The other standalone is work for it, and work for it is absolutely i mean absolutely i personally think it's probably her best work um i think she does a phenomenal job with this book um you're like oh my god is there Okay, so work for it. I'm going to read the blurb because I want you guys to get excited about this book and then go read it because I loved it so, so fucking much. Okay. Get ready for the blurb of work for it. For men like us, trust doesn't come easy. In this village, I'm an outcast. Griffin Everett, the scowling giant who prefers plants to people. Then I meet Keens. A stranger from the city who's everything I'm not. Sharp-tongued, sophisticated, beautiful, free. For a few precious moments in a dark alleyway, he's also mine. Hot and sweet under the stars. Until he crushes me like dirt beneath his designer boot. When the prettiest man I've ever hated shows up at my job the next day, I'm not sure if I want to strangle him or drag him into bed. Actually, I think I want both. But Keynes isn't here for the likes of me. He makes that painfully clear. 
with everyone else at work, he's all gorgeous, glittering charm. But when I get too close, he turns vicious. And yet, I can't stay away. Because there's something about this Ice King that sets me on fire. A secret vulnerability that makes my chest ache. I'll do whatever it takes to sneak past his walls and see the real man again. The last thing I expect is for that man to ruin me. This book is not a short read. This book deals with some dark subject matter. There are mentions of depression and suicide. And it is beautifully done. Um, Griffin and Keynes and their story. This book was something I didn't know I needed when I started to read it. Um, Because both Griffin and Keynes have had really, really difficult moments in their past. And when they meet, Keynes doesn't want... Does it? It's not even doesn't want. Doesn't even know what to do with himself. The life that he has known up until that point that he has led, it doesn't really. It doesn't exist in that fashion anymore. And he, he, is lost in so many ways. And Griffin, in so many ways, is different from Keynes because he's never doesn't have you know the same sort of experiences in terms of traveling and whatever but is also in a place where he could just stay there and stagnate in a pretty awful way and so I read it and it was so so good warning you now you're gonna need tissue you're gonna cry I cried I was on the train I'm pretty sure I sent her a Instagram DM of me, like, trying not to cry on the train. It's fine, you know. Tears are good and cathartic. Um, but yeah, this this standalone is beautiful. And I love it. And you, you just need it. Just, if you haven't read it, you need to add it to your pile. So then she's got one, two, three... A four series, um, technically. Um, none of them are crazy long, so don't get scared. You're like <gasps> series? Yeah, girl. So there's Dirty British Romance, which technically guarding a temptation is part of that. The other two books are The Princess Trap and Wannabet. I haven't read Wannabet. I'm gonna get to that hopefully very soon. And I've read The Princess Trap and oh my god, so good such a delightful book um in the prince's trap we've got cherry nieta who's dealing with like a prince and all the craziness that that entails and she's just like trying to live her life and he kind of comes in and kind of fucks that shit up for her and then sort of was like "Mm, my bad like can you just pretend to be my fiance and you know i'll make sure you know that things get better and you know of course what happens when some people have pretend relationships feelings 
feelings. Um, it's such, I, I really like this sort of royal, um, sort of story. The other series is just for him. So in that series, you've got Bad for the Boss, Undone by the Ex-Con, and Sweet on the Greek, right? So Bad for the Boss, this is, uh, you know, boss and an employee. Now, I don't, from what I remember, Jennifer Johnson, um, she's uh, one of the main characters. She doesn't, the other main character is Theodore Chamberlain. She doesn't work directly for him. But she works in his company. And she ends up like accidentally sending him an email that was supposed to go to like someone else complaining um, about harassment from like a co-worker. And that leads to them like uh spending time together and it's hella hot and i it's and here's the thing like that dynamic of someone i mean theodore obviously being part owner of the company she works for that there's a huge you know there's a power difference or or there's power dynamics in that theodore chamberlain being you know hella rich and owning the place where you have a job like how does that work but i think she does a really good job that at no point and because theodore isn't the kind of guy that's like he's very much aware that that this there is that difference and he wants to make sure that jen jennifer knows that like her her livelihood isn't at stake uh no matter what happens with them which i really appreciated and done by the ex-con um an ex-con who's now a, a novelist ends up meeting lizzie um she is um a dancer a ballerina a prima ballerina who is sort of spiraling and she ends up sort of being put in a position to you know convince this like ex-con to do something that her boss wants him to do um because if she doesn't her brother is going to be threat like there's a threat against her brother um and if you're like oh and if you read that book you'll meet her brother and he has his own book which i already talked about which is work for it technically you're like but you said it was a standalone it is you can read work for it without having read undone by the ex-con and nothing you're not going to be missing anything because what Keynes is going through when we meet him and work for it it's after um undone by the ex-con so none of that happens in undone by the ex-con or like you don't see any of that so there you won't be like oh shit like i'm missing pieces no girl you'll be fine um but like it's it's really good and then sweet on the greek um so this like football player or footballer sorry and when i say footballer i mean like football outside of the united states aka the one you play by kicking the ball with your feet not american football where people throw it with their hands okay footballer in this case is you know what's happening in the rest of the world where it's correctly named so he meets this girl aria and is like mm, but she's just like girl bye like you're a playboy 
So he basically is like, oh my god, I I need a fake girlfriend because like things are uh I need to be protected from like people making you know misunderstanding that I can be with them or whatever. But really it's just like he wants to get close to her and convince her that like they should be together. It was really, really it was very good. Very good. The other series, this one's four books, Ravenswood. Ravenswood or yeah, Ravenswood. Sorry, sometimes I forget how to read words. First book, A Girl Like Her. I believe is this the first Talia Hibbard I read, or was it The Princess Trap? I might have got Princess Trap and read this right after. Mm, no, I think it was a girl like her that I read first. Anyway. This book, we've got Ruth Kaba and Evan Miller. And uh, this book was so good. Like, this book was so, like, I loved it so much. Um, Here's the blurb. She's the town pariah. He doesn't give a damn. In Ruth Kaba's world, comic books are king, silence is golden, and human contact is a pesky distraction. She doesn't like people, which works out just fine because the people in the small town don't like her. The exception to that rule, Evan Miller, her way too charming next door neighbor. Ex-military man Evan is all tattooed muscle on the outside and a big cuddly teddy bear beneath. He's used to coaxing prickly people from their shells, but he's never met a woman quite like Ruth. Blunt, sarcastic, and secretly sad, She's his exact opposite. She's also his deepest desire. Soon, Evan's steady patience and smoldering smiles are melting Ruth's reserve. But when small-town gossip from her past begins to poison her future, she's forced to make a choice. Should she trust Evan completely, or is her heart safest alone? Again, guys, this is a romance, so there is a happily ever after, okay? this book was just such i loved ruth and evan because he seems so like like you know ex-military tattooed and he's such a sweetheart like such a sweetheart so sweet so so sweet um yeah i really really enjoyed that book um and i'm pretty sure that's when i was like "Ooh, this is an author that's going on my you know must always read list like must always read um because guys so so good so so good um so yeah that's the first book then um okay so this is where i've like kind of been a terrible terrible reader so there's four books i've read the first book in the series and i've read the last book in the series and i own i believe the third book in the series but haven't yet read it because it's in paperback and i've been really really struggling with reading you know real life books (laughs) i've gotten so used to reading books on my phone that like holding a real book in my hand i've seemed to have lost the skill i'm going to try and practice more during this quarantine because it's a little sad and a little pathetic so the second book is uh it's a novella Oh, well, technically it's like book one, novella, book two, book three. 
Sozzati. So Damaged Goods, which I haven't read, but I want to read, um, has a woman who's running away from her husband while she's pregnant because he's a monster. And she runs into her long lost teenage sweetheart who's just like, I'm going to protect you and always be by your side. And I'm like, oh, okay. Book two uh, is Ruth's sister. And she was a nanny. Then something crazy happened. And she can't get hired as a nanny and then a brooding widower moves into town with two kids and he's kind of like i need to live a nanny just please and you know guess what happens when people move in like oh my god that's right guys and then the last book that kind of guy right so this is Younger man, older woman, and we've got Ray and we've got Zach. And this was another Talia Hibbert that just blew my mind with how wonderful it was. This book, oh, it you have to read this book. If you don't read any other Talia Hibbert, shit. No, that's crazy. If you're like, there's so many options. Where should I start? Start with that kind of guy. And you're like, but Esther, it's book three in a series. And that's okay. You can do it. You'll be fine. It is so good. It is so, so good. Oh, and there's like fake dating. Um, And Zach is, you just, you need to read this book. It's so, I, I have no more words. Just, you need to read it. And the last series is The Brown Sisters. And the first book was Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which is out. And the next book is Take a Hint, Danny Brown, which I believe is out June. Is it June 22nd or am I making that up? Mm, let's click on the link to see. Uh, June 23rd. Oops, I was off by a day. It's out June 23rd. And... I have an ARC, an advanced reader copy of that, that I have to get to, and I'm very excited. Get a Life, Chloe Brown was... Okay, you're like, Esther, you keep saying, all of her books are so good. I mean, all of them are. Every single book I've read by her has been wonderful, and I've enjoyed them, and I plan to reread them, and I'm so happy. But there are, I guess, in the, the top three... It's work for it, get a life, Chloe Brown, and that kind of guy. Those three, for me, are chef's kiss, okay? Chef's kiss. Um, so, Chloe Brown is a chronically ill main character. You might be like, eh, I don't know what that means. Or you might be like, I'm chronically ill. You mean the heroine, the main character in this book? Is chronically ill? Yes. And I think the representation is done really, really, really well. Um, and it's just... Imagine making the decision one day. And it might be something that a lot of you are doing right now as we are in these sort of crazy moments. Just making the decision one day that what you've done with your life so far doesn't feel like you've lived 
And so you sit down and you decide you're going to make a list of what you want to do so that you can have a life, so you can get a life. And then you realize you kind of need a little bit of help, right? And that's where our our other main character comes in. Um, Redford Red Morgan, who is a handyman with tattoos. He's also a ginger, guys. Mm. And I love it. And so seeing, reading this book, I was just like, it, I really appreciate when authors give us main characters who have things going on in their life that I guess we don't often get to see. And I hope one day it's normal, normalized in a way that like, me saying that the main, one of the main characters is chronically ill isn't like, whoa, what? You know what I mean? Like, I hope that we one day get to a point where we see different kinds of chronic illnesses being portrayed in different romance novels, whether it is fibromyalgia, whether it is lupus, whether it is, you know, I, I'm sure that there's many that I don't know. These are the two that came to mind. Um, I hope that we one day get to a place where that's just sort of as common as, you know, someone having blonde hair or, you know, what's another, you know, thing that is very, very common in romance. Like, just as often as we see fake dating and one bed and all of those tropes, seeing those tropes with characters that aren't, you know, physically perfect and completely able-bodied or or seeing people that are disabled and stay disabled because I think sometimes it's like someone was had a broken leg for half the book but then of course they're like it's healed and then they're fine well like what about stories about characters who just like don't can't use their legs or don't have legs or lost their legs like what I want those stories too or characters that are deaf or blind or I just allowing romance to tell the stories of love of people who aren't some sort of perfect ideal and it's still be like a wonderful fantastic love story that you fall in and you you you're just like i'm so in love with these characters so get a life chloe brown eh. you need this book and you can find this in the library so I'm going to pause here because um, I need to drink some water. And you're probably like, okay, you've been talking nonstop. Shut up. And I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I realized that I mentioned Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and that it comes out June 23rd. But that's like all I did. Um, anyway, I'm going to read you the blurb that is on the website uh because why not danica brown or is it danica Ooh, i'm gonna call her danica danica brown knows what she wants professional success academic renown and an occasional role in the hay to relieve all that career-driven tension <laughs> but romance been there done that burned the t-shirt Romantic partners, whatever their gender, are a distraction at best, 
and a drain at worst. So Danny asks the universe for the perfect friends with benefits. Sorry, friend with benefits, not plural. Someone who knows the score and knows their way around the bedroom. When brooding security guard Safir Ansari rescues Danny from a workplace fire drill gone wrong, it's an obvious sign. PhD student Danny and ex-rugby player Zaf are destined to sleep together. But before she can explain that fact, a video of the heroic rescue goes viral. Now half the internet is shipping hashtag Dr. Rugby. And Zaf is begging Danny to play along. Turns out his sports charity for kids could really use the publicity. Lying to help children who on earth would refuse. Danny's plan is simple. Fake a relationship in public. Seduce Zaf behind the scenes. The trouble is, grumpy Zaf's secretly a hopeless romantic. And he's determined to corrupt Danny's stone-cold realism. Before long, he's tackling her fears into the dirt. But the former sports star has issues of his own. And the walls around his heart are as thick as his, um, thighs. Suddenly, the easy lay Danny dreamed of is more complex than her thesis. Has her wish backfired? Is her focus being tested? Or is the universe just waiting for her to take a hint? Okay, so you might be like, what does this all mean? Now, I have not started reading this um, advanced reader copy of this yet. I think I'm going to try to actually start it this week just because I, I, I need, you know, something something good. And I, I know how good she is. Although I was able to get my hands on another advanced reader copy of another book that I'm going to tell you about in the next segment. Because that is separate from this and I don't want to get distracted. Um, but I'm excited for this. Partially because, so when, at this, if... For me, right, I've read Get a Life, Chloe Brown. So Danny showed up in that book and she's like, Chloe's two sisters, Danny's one. I'm blanking on the home, the other girl's name. They seemed really interesting. So, of course, it's like, ooh, she gets her own book. And I love, I do really like um, main characters who are like, I'm really busy living my life. I'm not trying to waste my time with romance and all that bullshit and all the drama and stress from that. I just, like, want to get my nut and keep it moving. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's it. Take your romance and shove it. it you know, I think it's the Capricorn in me a little. Um, but I'm just like, okay, romance. I mean, in books, great. In real life, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Leaving a sour taste in my mouth. So I love stories where the character's just like, yeah, I just want like can we just come together you know <laughs> come together and then like go our separate ways and like you know we can you we can do this a few times and then i also love when the other character is like mm, i mean but i want romance and i want feelings and i want us to try to be together i love that i love that and this, you know, this idea of them, like, going viral because he saved her is just, like, oh, It seems very, like, like, I'm sure that there's going to be 
you know, people telling the stories of their grandkids, like to their grandkids of like when they met and it'll be like, and this moment happened and it was viral, you know, um, and of course it's gonna be like crazy, but yeah, cause you know, that, that shit's happening, uh, now as we speak. So I'm very, very excited about this book and looking forward to it. The cover is absolutely gorgeous. You know what? I'm going to make this week's, like, the logo for the episode, the cover. Because it's, like, yellow and bright and fun. And I love it. I really, I, it's like a, I was going to say animated cover, like as if it's moving. Illustrated is what I meant. Um, It's an illustrated cover. And I think uh, whoever worked on it did a really, really great job. All right, guys, I'm going to pause here. And when I come back. If you thought I wasn't going to talk about Nalini Singh this week, sorry to disappoint. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so (laughs) can I go a week without talking about Nalini Singh? Mm, Possibly, but that's not this week. So another one of the books that I did read, um, and by another, I literally read two. I talked, told you guys about the first one, uh, Guarding Temptation, Talia's book. It's coming out on April 20th, um, and then this Nalini Singh book that is so, so very good. So, 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 so very good. Now, this is part of a series, and it is, is this book three? Yeah, okay. This series gets a little in, it, it says it's book three in the Hard Play series. So, it's called Love Hard, right? And so, first book, I believe, is Cherish Hard, then Rubble Hard, and now Love Hard. And these three books come about because of a character that we meet in the Brock trilogy, or not, the Brock series. Uh, There's a book in that series called Rock Hard. So in Rock Hard, we meet a character named Gabriel Acera. He ends up being um, the, he's the main character and the other main character, Charlotte Baird, I believe is her last name. They come together. So the hard play, the hard play series is his brother's books. He is one of four brothers. Um, yeah, he's got three other brothers. So the first book is one of his brothers. In the Hard Play series, the second book is actually that brother's best friend who ends up with the best. It's crazy. And then this is uh, one, I guess, brother number three and brother number four doesn't have a book yet. So I'm going to read you the blurb. Jacob Acera, star rugby player and young single father, has worked hard to create a joyous life for a six-year-old daughter. 
After the death of his childhood sweetheart, soon after their daughter's birth, all Jake wants is safety and stability. No risks, no wild chances, and especially no Julia Nalisi, former classmate, scandal magnet, and a woman who is a thorn in his side. As a lonely teenager, Juliet embraced her bad girl reputation as a shield against loneliness and rejection. Years later, having kicked a cheating sports star X to the curb, she has a prestigious job and loyal friends and wants nothing to do with sportsmen. The last thing she expects is a fire that ignites between her and the self-shirt golden boy who once loved her best friend. Straight lace Jacob Serra versus wild at heart Juliet Melisi. Place your bets. Okay, this book, I really enjoyed this book. And of course, I'm going to tell you why or else you'd be like, then what is the point? Um, Jacob lost his, you know, sort of childhood sweetheart pretty soon after his daughter's birth. And his sweetheart was best friends with Juliet. When they meet again, right, when this book starts, it's been six or seven years time has passed so much so that he doesn't recognize her at first so what i appreciated about that is this isn't a case of you're left wondering like ew were you like into both of them and then like settled for one or there's none of that jacob was absolutely in love with his childhood sweetheart and she died and he mourned her passing but he's a a different man now obviously time has passed not a few months but years and he's grown into a very different man is he the kind of man he might have been if his childhood sweetheart had had not died of course not and there's no way to know what that man would look like because that's not what happened so when these two meet and at first are kind of like sniping at each other and, you know, being like bitchy to each other. You understand that these aren't two people who were like oh, secretly had the chutz for each other but kept it. And It's not that. It's he loved her friend. Her friend is gone. And now as the two people that they are today, they end up forging a connection. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed that when Jacob decided that he was wanted to be with Juliet, he was all in. It wasn't like, oh, I want her, but oh, but this, but that. No, once he made that choice, once he made that decision, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified. And so many things could go wrong, but I'm doing this. Um, and because of the fa- of the way that his childhood sweetheart died, I thought it was really interesting that he being, because I believe when they meet again, they're like 24. Because, like, she got, they, him and his, you know, childhood sweetheart got pregnant while they were in high school. Like, it was one of the, it, I thought it was really interesting that, like, these were, um, his character and, you know, the sweetheart who's gone, they weren't, like, 
terrible bad kids like they were like very much in love and then obviously you know made a mistake with protection and had a baby on the way but his parents were fully behind him her parents didn't really like him probably because they were like you knocked up our kid the fuck um but it wasn't one of those it's like oh like I knocked up my girlfriend and I didn't want to step up or my parents threw us out. And it wasn't that it was very much like our, my family came together, supported me. She died and I've been raising my daughter with my family's help. But what it has done is made me ultra cautious and almost, not almost, very old beyond his years in some ways and so when julia comes into his life it's like at first it's like this is crazy but at the same time he is aware that like with her he feels young because he's 24 he technically is young but he's also been a single father for seven years and has you know been doing everything he can to create a stable home life for his kid um he's a rugby player like his brothers and um he's his younger brother and his oldest brother you know went into it sort of on the full on like not just like for fun um his older brother gabriel gabriel um was injured and so he no longer plays like i guess i want to say professionally but like jacob and their his younger brother danny um they do and um it's just it's I think it's a really well done book in that Juliet and Jacob get to create a connection, a relationship without and it, it isn't like they don't talk about um her friend, his childhood sweetheart, um Calypso they do talk about her and I thought it was really interesting because these are probably the two people who were closest to her and so for them to now come together I really like that I really do like those you know I understand that like sometimes it's like oh too soon but when it's done well I absolutely love it because I'm just like oh my god yes like please be together be happy um so i really 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 enjoyed the series um and was kind of like like this is amazing like this is wonderful um and i just was kind of like and i mean i what i don't think at any point i was like oh will i like this I don't know. Like, I knew I was going to love it. Um, And I'm so glad that she's doing, like, all of the brothers. Because I'm just like, yes, please. Do all of them. All of them. Thank you so kindly. Um, Because they're just, like, such wonderful characters. And the fam... I think the other thing that I really like about this is... Jacob and his siblings have a really great relationship with their mother and stepfather. Well, stepfather for Gabriel and Sailor because they have a different father than 
Jacob and Danny. But it just feels so warm um, and loving. And I feel like sometimes it's easy to read stories where it's like, oh, well, you know, everything is terrible. And, you know, these two characters fall in love, but everything around outside of that is like, mm, nope, no good, no bueno. Um, so, yeah, I really, 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 really um, enjoyed that book. And was like, oh my god, yes. Now I mentioned that I have an advanced reader copy of a book. So somehow, I don't know if it was a glitch, but it doesn't matter because it's on my phone now. So I can't take it back. So, um, Denny reads on Twitter, who I've met before in the real life message me in the Twitter D or sorry, not Danny Raids. I'm a terrible human. Danny's bookshelf. Message me that Alpha Knight was on Idlewise. So I go on Idlewise and it was you could download it. You didn't even need to request it. So of course I downloaded it immediately. I was screaming as I was doing so. So Alpha Knight, which comes out June 9th, 2020. I have the advanced reader copy. And I'm probably going to read it. And I feel weird because I'm at Shield of Winter. So I'd still have like Shards of Hope, Allegiance of Honor, uh, Silver Silence, Ocean Light, Wolf Rain before this book. So part of me is like, just keep reading in order. But the rest of me is like, you have it. It's on your phone. You have it. You must read it. You must read it now. Um, so I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm probably going to start reading it because I can't help myself. I, I'm, I'm just, I, what, what, what? And maybe you're going, Esther, what the fuck is an advanced reader copy? So what happens, um, which I got to learn, I've learned over the last few years, when authors are you know, sort of getting ready to ramp up sort of the marketing for their book. Um, they will send out either them personally, if they're self-published or they're, or if they are using a marketing company or is it marketing or is it PR? I don't say the words. Or if they're, you know, traditionally published, then their publisher will send out advanced reader copies, which I think are sometimes called galleys. I don't know if there's a huge difference between the two. You can tell me in the DMs. Um, to people who will then sort of create buzz around the book. And that is going to be people who review books, right? Whether it's on their blog, whether they do it on YouTube, whether they do it on Instagram, whether they you know, do it on Twitter or they have a podcast or they have a combination because, um, what's my girl's name? Sharonda Isadora, uh, homegirl has a podcast, a YouTube channel, um, and a blog because, you know, she is very, very talented and is able to do all these things. So they send out these advanced copies so you can read them and then sort of start you know posting reviews about it getting talking about it getting people excited about it um so that there's like sort of buzz around the book of course now with like how everything is so crazy and we can't have in-person events um it's really important to sort of you know create sort of virtual buzz and you know 
remind people of like why they might want to get this book or that book or the other book. Um, and so, I mean, I have the pre-order of the book and that's not changing because whatever, but like, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. So I've got three, um, advanced reader copies that I need to get to work on. Um, take a hint, Danny Brown, um, Alpha Knight and Real Men Knit by Quana Jackson. And I'm pretty sure that I can get into those this week. I do plan to finish Shield of Winter. And that'll probably be next week's episode with maybe a dash of... A dash of what? Ooh, a dash of thoughts I've been having about romance, history, pop culture, and how those three things can come together and be like, it's so, so, so very cool. So yeah, that'll probably be for next week. But yeah, I'm, I can't believe that, like, I still, it almost feels like a fever dream, but like, I definitely checked and was like, nope, it, it's there. It's, it's, it's really, truly there. Because <laughs> for a second, I was like, did I, did I dream this? Did this not happen? Was this just like a crazy COVID-19 fever dream? It wasn't. It was not. It was real. Um, so so yeah, I'm very excited. Um, anything else? Not much else. I've been writing. I wrote letter, um, letter to my mom, to my dad. Like I did one separate for each of them, but put it in the same envelope. <laughs> it postage to Canada is a dollar twenty. Like we cannot we cannot we have to be, you know, a little frugal. And then one for my brother, and then I'm going to do um my friends this week, just like write crazy little notes to them that like we can like look back on fall off into the future and be like remember that time but like none of us could leave our house (laughs) um so yeah other than that um i think that's all i've been up to and oh if you have a library science degree can you please pretty 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 please um share your thoughts with me on the social medias you know on the twitters or the instagrams i'm pretty sure that um i need a career change and i'm having thoughts about the library um because you know as i mentioned in my very first episode it's a place it was the one place growing up that felt like the greatest place on earth. So, if you have have a degree in library science, have taken anything like that, done a work study in a library, currently work at a library, are a librarian, um, please let me know. I have questions. I have questions. I need to do research, but I would also like to... Um, is speak to what would that be to primary sources yes yes that's the that's the word i was looking for so yeah um 
take care, be kind to yourselves, read some Tali Hibbert. I mean, there literally is no, no book that I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're all so good, right? Either look for her at your local library using, you know, a virtual app or um, check out her website, sign up for her newsletter and get a book um, or get guarding because guarding temptation since it's small it's 299 you ass $299 US. and it's it's i really really enjoyed it it was so good um and if you already read it in rogue nights i think you'd still really enjoy it because she did expand on it and gave us like a little bit more and mm, it was delicious um so yeah read some talia hibber take care of yourselves drink water um what i'm doing now to make sure that i i stay hydrated because it's so easy to forget i have a swell water bottle that like my job gave me i have these two other water bottles i fill all three up at the beginning of the day and then i'm constantly like and i'm like make little like um reminders to be like you need to um like basically like alarms on my phone to be like drink water i used to have like a drinking water app but then i would find that i would get so annoyed with the reminders from that that i would just sort of deactivate it because i feel like that's too many reminders so i needed something so basically i just made reminders for myself my alarm goes off and it's just like drink water and i have it like do like whatever you know three times a day and it's like and i'm not chugging the whole water bottle in one go but i'm just like oh yeah water and then it's like i get more into the like the habit and then i'm like oh i need to go fill this water bottle and so i always have at least two of the water bottles completely full in my room so i'm not even like so i don't even have the excuse like oh i was thirsty but i didn't want to walk to the kitchen get water it's like bitch they're they're right there they're right there full right next to you so you got no excuse so yeah guys stay hydrated and i will uh i love that i keep saying i will see you next week which is like impossible because this is a podcast i will chat with you guys next week with a shield of winter and my thoughts on romance and the history and something else. What did I say? Pop culture. That's it. Okay. Bye.